Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of the Earth School. You are very welcomed into this space um, and as always a pleasure to be here with my dear friend Bibi Dalman. And this week we are, well we're going to see where it takes us but we've been chatting before we arrived here and we were considering diving into sort of the theme around our stories about how they impact us as we're stepping out into this world. And we've been chatting throughout all of the podcasts where we've got the space of where we're rearranging ourselves, reshaping ourselves. We're letting go of old ways of being, beliefs, limitations. We're releasing our old stories and we're stepping into and trying on and playing with new stories. They might not be fully anchored at this stage, but we're assuming new roles in those spaces. Like, And as the world begins to open up even more so, it's into this space where we're considering how do we hold on to the stories and the ways of being and the roles that we actually do want to carry forward because it can be as easy again to slip back into the old shoes like and then also just want to share that this week is episode 52 so we've been podcasting for a year and I'd like to think well done us <laughs> but thank you Bibi for being here as always and I'd love to hear from you sort of, you know, the space that we're into at the moment and sort of the stepping into new ways of being, but sort of the doorways opening up and life beginning to move and more people maybe entering their circles. We're maybe going back into workplaces, back out meeting family, friends, going for dinner possibly. And I know some other places in the world are back into many lockdowns again, but there's more of this flavour of an opening like and mm. how you see or feel that within the current energetics that we're in. Mm. Well, first of all, I can't believe we're doing this a year. <laughs> That's a whole story in itself. <laughs> yeah, we get to that at some point, I guess. Um, but yeah, I mean, where where I am at the moment, the way I'm experiencing sort of this this shift of energies in in a in a real life matter is that. Um, it's a place where a lot of people come to take holidays. So we, the country has started to open up its boundaries slowly to some other countries. So we started to see flights coming back in, um, people visiting back their holiday homes or, or coming on holidays. And so um, what I've noticed is sort of this expansion, the shift of um, first the country opening up um, and all of us having been here in the same sort of experience for a long time and we're opening up together in that way. Um, that felt to me quite fluid. I was like, you know, quite a, a supportive, I suppose, energy in, in each other. And now it's, it's, it's really interesting to see people coming from different countries who had a different experience of their lockdown. Um, uh, coming in and and you can really feel the adjustment you know you can feel the the excitement of people being on holidays you know um versus obviously us who you hear all of the time and so I just think it's so so interesting watching you know all of our own particularly my, my own reactions to that you know how on one hand it's like life's coming back and you know you're, you're really enjoying that you see the aliveness in people and at the same time also seeing noticing when they're just habits and behaviors that are you know how things haven't been done here in the last while like you know you're exposed to a different culture different way of doing things purely 
how their lockdown has been uh, and and through no fault of its own there's a it's like a in a way a clashing of worlds you know and that can be very beautiful and stimulating like I said on one hand and on the other hand as well it just takes some some adjustment um but mostly the experience has been one of you know I've really appreciated that even if something sort of <laughs> triggers me or stimulates me at least it's a stimulation <laughs> so I'm kind of welcoming in anything that you know where I feel like oh I'm 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 alive I'm alive and I'm you know I can sense the aliveness around me so um yeah so I mean there's so much to that to unpack as well but that's sort of like where where we have been how have you experienced sort of because I know things have changed as well for where you are yeah only the last week or so I think like I don't even know when to be honest but um yeah it's interesting to watch sort of I think within ourselves sort of even a we adapt like we adapt so easily Mm -hmm. in some senses like that way but and even noticing within this last year year and a half whatever it has been like that way sort of how our life force has been within that there that it it gets Mm -hmm. used to sort of nearly filtering itself out it gets used to maybe being in a smaller space like that way like and then it gets used to being at that level so then when there's more stimuli outside how's it reacting to that there I think is really interesting to watch like do you know like because I mean so many more people are more aware of other people in their sphere and beforehand they might not have been aware of that like you know as I was sharing with you ages ago like I was like I I could smell everything like when I go into Dublin like you know might just because we've been out in the countryside the whole time I haven't really been in Dublin at all that you're just more your senses are heightened when you go into different places too like but what was really nice that we were home at the weekend like so got to see my little nieces nephews and all there but when we left mum was saying it was lovely for the house to be full again like do you know like because they've been on yeah. like they've had my sister there but they've been on their own like so that was really nice you know like that sense of you know like people gathering and meeting and being uplifted their energy being uplifted just from being with other people like and I think this last period has taught us maybe how important other people are to us as much as maybe beforehand it make them wreck my head or you know like I can only see them so often that we realize as humans we are codependent on other people like we need other people a lot of the time just to enliven us for some of us we need that outside stimulus to inspire us as well like we bounce off other people you know you can get all that on zoom and on phone calls but it's just a different space when it's in person like it's just a different energy like so I think it's it's really nice just to notice how you are when you're in those places like what Mm -hmm. sort of fills you up what's lighting you up and what really expand you and then also just noticing oh that's where I feel uncomfortable or uh, oh I forgot about this here actually you know in the real world in a sense like but I think it's it's really interesting just I love just watching everything like watching people and watching what's going on like to see how people are finding moving back out into their lives and into their world and do they hop on the train full steam ahead like like it's a way of um i see the the different ways of knowing ourselves right there is this you know if you take meditation for example know yourself by like that being just with yourself um i feel like so much of lockdown has been has been that you're you're sitting with your own things your own issues your own Mm -hmm. thoughts um but i always feel like that gives us a certain picture there there is there's like almost this piece missing as a way of getting to know ourselves when we're in company with others 
in interaction with the world and I think that's been added now you know again how how I how am I how I perceive myself um when I'm getting the reflections or the projections from the people around me how do I orient myself in in the communal with everything and we see it in, like in an astrology chart as well it's like sort of the bottom half of the chart versus the top half and they're both important they're coming in and we know it through practices such as yoga you know it's beautiful to have your own physical or breath practice or meditation practice on your mat but that is sort of isolation right that is your practice when you're quiet and that's really important to get to know certain patterns but then it's like what are you doing when you take your yoga off the mat out into the world how are you interacting how are these experiences informing how you um, relate to the world around you Um, and I think that's sort of the process we're going through right and I think it's it's really on a personal level I just I always think of life like as this massive experiment <laughs> you know about you know it's like how how is this unfolding now like I'm going out okay so what is it that's triggering me and like the surprise is how th- some things I thought would trigger me you know I am um, similar to you we've been living in in the countryside so there's like literally we see the two neighbors and that, and that was pretty much the only human beings we saw apart from going to the grocery shop for the last six months um I personally really anticipated having more people around me would really make me edgy. Um, not because of COVID or anything, but just like the the presence of that many people. I'm, I'm someone who kind of needs, in terms of a system, good bit of alone time. Um, surprisingly, that wasn't the case. That that I don't I don't I don't mind at all. It's like might be other things that are surprising that are triggering me. You know, uh, in a way, I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. So I think moving out into like taking our yoga off the mat, moving out of this meditation state, this isolation state, out into the world. I just think it's so interesting for like to watch yourself as well. You know, as well as others, but to watch yourself and go like, what's coming up for you? Because it's like it's just so rich. Right? It's like things that you didn't no and then and you can integrate them and work with them or release them or whatever you need to do but when we talk about the healing journey i think there is so much information that can can come up right now if we're if we're wanting you know to look at that i just think it's mm. just such, such rich rich material yeah 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 because when you're stepping out it's like you know like if i'm full of excitement and joy and all there like what's allowing that to be there like and it can just be the relief of getting outside and seeing human beings like and getting further than your own house like that way you know getting out into the nature and all there like you know but what are those things like do you know like and if I'm out and about and then I come home and I'm feeling deflated or exhausted like what what was going on in that space like doesn't mean it was wrong or anything because Mm -hmm. it can be just that adjustment period again it's like your roots have got so used to being in one space and with no other flowers around them it's just kind of like yeah this is just the way it is and then when it goes out and meets all these other little flowers and all these bees and all these trees it's just like this is a little bit overwhelming like do you know, like, and I've been chatting to a lot of people, you know, would see themselves as empaths and like, oh, it's all too much. And I'm just like, well, we're learning to adjust again. Like, just like anything, we get used to having less people around us. And then when we go out, it feels like a lot of noise. Like, it's kind of like, I remember when I was traveling at one stage, I was in India, like, and when I came back to Dublin, I was like, it's so quiet here. But I hadn't even realized it was busy and noisy in, in India when I traveled, like, cause I got used to that. And then I got used to Dublin again, like, you know, so there's this little adjustment settling in period, Mm -hmm. but it is like, you know, the opportunity just to notice again, like what if I am feeling frustrated or angry and stuff is coming up, 
Do you know, like what's sort of behind that there? Like, is it that, oh, I was actually really enjoying having my mornings to myself and now I feel I have to or I should and I like, you know, got to, you know, go out to that class or, you know, God, I really want it in person. Now they've gone, I really want it like, you know, to stay online and now I feel I have to go back in person. And you're like, no, you've all these choices now again, like, do you know, like that not on a set in stone, like, so you get to yeah. play with that, like, but an interesting thing was I was chatting to a few people who've been coming to classes with me and um, kind of like you, I like experimenting all there, like, but I like, you know, with the online platforms, I'm like trying to go, right, so how can, like, what's missing and what's different and all, like, and I think a lot of them said was they miss the stories. They miss hearing from people, like, because online, most things are a couple of hours or maybe not a full day because people's systems can't handle it like that way and because of their different environments like but they miss hearing people's stories which I thought was really interesting like because if you think of it when we gather in classes and all like you know, there's the many lunch breaks where you're hearing how people are what's going on in their life you're sitting at lunch with people and you're asking them what brought you here what got you interested in this do you know, like what's inspired you today? There's a little tea breaks where you're sitting yattering to people. There's all these moments where you're getting to know people on different levels, like, and you might not get that online, do you know, without a longer commitment to something because there's maybe not the space for it, like, but it was interesting how important our stories are to us as individuals, mm. but also how hearing other people's stories impact us and shift and change us, kind of like, you know, living... And looking at myths and seeing how they can support us and heal us and bring insights to our lives as well. Like it's the same with our real life stories that they can make shifts and changes in people too. Like. Mm, I think in that way, when we hear people's stories, like like when you said, you know, over a little in life, over a little break, having a cup of tea or coffee and chatting with someone on the way to grab them some lunch or it's these small even at the work we have that as well mm. right it's like the water cooler conversation in in regardless of how deep the conversations are or superficial but there is something about when we hear each other's stories that brings us closer and there is something about closeness that gives us safety like we, we, we know that in terms of even physical adjustment in yoga, if you're helping to uh, someone move in their body, um, a very distant half-hearted connection actually aggravates the nervous system. It, it makes it very difficult for the person to settle versus if there's a sense of, of closeness where the touch is healing, firm, calm, soothing, but with a clear intention, um, that can bring a great amount of stability into the person. Now, obviously, there, there's there's always cases where trauma is involved, where you know the physical touch is just out of the question. Um, but when you take that as an analogy into your life, um, there there is something about when we when we have closeness in terms of understanding each other, understanding each other's stories, that there is room for compassion. It's easier to forgive each other because if we know the backstory, I think that's a lot of the times if, you know, if you understand the backstory, what's been going on, um, you can just see a certain behavior. There was a situation just the other day we were following a car that was really sort of aggressive driving 
in front of us towards the car in front of, of them. And in fairness, the car that was holding up the whole traffic, they, they seemed to have like a really odd way of driving, borderlining dangers, like really, really slow. We were like, wonder if they're on the phone or, you know, just like veering off left and right. And it's like all these assumptions and, you know, but the car that like was just putting the pressure on was like honking and, you know, just like eventually overtook. So, so then we were the car behind that other car and then the road opened up into a dual carriageway or just two lanes. And we were just kind of, as we're passing that car, you could just see there was, it seemed like a younger girl and there was an, an, an old lady sitting beside her and they were deep in conversation. I'm like, you just don't, we can all just assume what happened there. There could be on one hand, it's like, get out of the way, you know, I need to go somewhere. The perception of that other driver possibly when he was honking, or then you, you don't know what happened. You know, you can pull in all the stories, but if you maybe think of maybe that grandmother was, was sick or maybe there's something happened in that family, or maybe just the two of them had a moment where they had an in-depth conversation in the car and it got a bit deeper. And as a result, they were just probably driving a little too slow for everyone, for everyone else. But if you know the backstory, I think it's so much easier to make room for behavior that we collectively maybe go like, ah, oh, that's too slow or that's in my way or that, that triggers me. And I think... There is something about understanding each other's stories um, that that really brings us closer. That I think also on some level we're craving now, right? Because doing these conversations, I mean, we've been chatting on and off this podcast for so long, mm-hmm. where we kept saying, "I can't wait until we get to see each other in person again." Because there's something a different type of sharing, right? It's it's, mm-hmm. it's a different sort of connection that's mm-hmm. available to us move into that closeness yeah yeah it's different because like what I've noticed from teaching over the last year online and I love it like and I'm adjusting things to allow that space to grow and evolve into holding that space more mm-hmm. is that no matter what how deep of the container that you hold and the the safety and the sort of in a sense the instruction about what the space is for like you know when you come to whatever kind of class it is like you're the responsible for setting up that space like do you know like that when you're in a classroom when you're already sort of in a sense as a participant already tuned in to that environment mm-hmm. as in yeah okay that's actually yeah it feels like the kind of group where you can ebb and flow and share and you no know, chat away like and you can you no know, shout out in, in a sense not shout out but you know like you can chat across or you no know, two people and ask questions you know so much more of a flow but when you're online like it's like put on the chat box you know because you just can't click the box and start shouting because you don't know where the voice is coming out of you don't know where things are, do you know, like, and for people, they don't feel like they can do that either, because it, it seems like such more, sometimes I think Zoom fe- feels so much more formal, like, unless the people in that space just treat it like as if we're not in a meeting here, you know, this is just a normal space for gathering, like, and it's so interesting, you know, c- because the spaces that we hold in these here are transformational spaces, they're not like, they're educational in their theory, but they're transformational, like, and a big part of that is hearing each other's experiences like because a it affirms Christ I thought I was the only one that thought that way like do you know like and when I hear that person chanting oh I know I'm not alone like and they're still moving through it but somebody else might have shared that they've moved past it in a sense or come out the other side of it so it gives all this sort of not that that's my steps to follow but as an oh, okay, so this is actually a normal part of life, possibly to feel this way. Do you know, I was chatting to somebody recently and um, we just had a chat like, do you know, just somebody's on some of my courses, but we're just meeting for a chat like 
And I was like, you know, was there anything else that I'm not providing that space for you that you need? She's like, no, no, no. She goes, I just wish I had one to one in person with you. And she'll never, not at the minute she won't because she lives in a completely different country. Like, but she goes, but even just seeing your face always makes me happy. Like, do you know, like, because she goes, you share little stories about you know, how you are without that being the center. But asking, this is where we're at in life. If you're experiencing that, that's normal. Like if you're experiencing this, this is normal. We're all experiencing different things and all of it is normal. Like, But when we're getting to hear and sit and listen to other people, it gives us empathy too, to all the stories that everybody holds. Like, mm. do you know, like, and then yes, we can become attached to our stories and they can become the things that limit us, that hold us back, that prevent us from growing because we can't let go of that identity of that story. But for majority of people, they provide a space of solace and understanding and compassion for themselves then to know that, okay, actually somebody else has experienced this and and, and God, like they're okay. You know, like, and then that gives me permission maybe to actually share my story because a big part of them is the sharing but also being heard, actually being heard is the big part. Like, because we can tell our story, but we can maybe see that the person is actually blindfolded down way off in another country in their head. Like, and then that can hurt us more than if we didn't share it. Like, so it's the deep listening, thinking spaces too, or with friends or family, whoever we care to share them with. Like, but I think it's, yeah, it's really, it's a really interesting because even coming out of this space, if you think there was a few artists, I think, and I can't remember the name of it in Ireland, like I think Barbara O'Meara. I don't know if she led it or was part of it. I can't remember. But people got to send in their stories of their experience with COVID, about being in the space of in lockdowns, of isolations. And through they could write it, draw it, whatever they wanted. Like, and it was beautiful to see like that people had the opportunity to post in something and to share their experience of it that was then collated and gathered like and then they posted some of them so that when you read them you're like yeah we're not I'm not in this alone like mm. that's beautiful and I think that taps into that there, there are many ways of sharing our stories you know and not all ways are linguistic um, and mm. I think we we know that when we're when we're sitting in circle when we're in a in a group gathering with people you know there might be one person sharing sharing their story but we also can sense you know for the person that sits beside us that isn't sharing the story we can sense their reaction to hearing mm. the story and you know and so we can you know there's the body language but there is also the heart language we can just sense you know all the different frequencies and everything that's that's going on uh, and all of this happens without us necessarily consciously contemplating and at the same time while we're listening on all those different levels we're also emitting our story so on that way um whether we share share it through telling our story was mm -hmm. i think that's a really important aspect also this this idea of the ability that our story can actually gather into into a shape and form that can be told in a I suppose a story in that way when you speak it out is linguistic as well like linear in that way one word after the other um, but it's also really important to, to acknowledge that we share stories in so many other ways and I think that's also um, you mentioned early on uh, the highly um, 
sensitive or highly empathic people that can just sense everything I think that's also what's happening you know when we're moving back into the environment with a lot of other people um, we can sense their stories even without them actually saying something and for us to become aware of that um, and that can feel sometimes when we're not you know aware of it it can feel like over loading the system as well in a way it's like we were talking before we were going here onwards we were chatting and as mentioned like it feels like when you when you have um an intolerance towards certain type of food but you can't quite figure out what it is right so you go on this massive detox and you take a whole bunch of foods off your you know list and idea you maybe you go even on a complete uh, detox of just you know tea or just liquids and then there comes the phase of reintroducing and the way you reintroduce in order to figure out what it was that spiked your system is you'd introduce them one by one in small amounts and you watch how you react and respond to what you're reintroducing to your system. And then you have a choice um, of going, okay, this is actually on small amounts. This is agreeing with me. And then you can play around with more amounts. Oh, this is where the inflammation starts to happen again in my digestive system, for example. Or when I have A and B together, that doesn't seem to agree. And so I feel like we're in that field where we're being reintroduced to environments where we're exposed to people and people's stories where we can really pay attention as we're hearing all those different things are we getting these different impetus where we go you know what that I really needed but to that amount you know I just can't listen to somebody for example all day long or I can't have phone calls with three people at the same time whereas beforehand I was like I met like three four people one after the other in a coffee shop you know for walks and in, in, in that way where you go like okay now I might just have this one conversation when I get to maybe meet a person again and we go for a long walk and, and that might be it for the entire week or month you know but maybe it means we can go deeper so it's a slow reintroducing and exposing ourselves again to to um information and ways of living and i think we're at this crossroads where we talked about this throughout this entire year of podcasting and i know we've had these conversations with people prior to that this shift before we went into this whole pandemic of life was so busy for so many people and people being dissatisfied and just didn't feel like they were catching up with themselves and people were saying remember that I was like oh I wish I single-handedly brought <laughs> made this COVID happen because I really want mm. the world to stop for a moment you know and and then it happened you know and first we were kind of maybe happy for the pause we got irritated about the pause whatever our experience was but either way we went into this extreme other polarity and I think when whenever we work with polarities in that way there is the possibility that we just flip the coin again you know going from this way of lockdown into full exposure again into into our old stories into the way it's been we just flip it back around again and so we can go from these extremes you know black white yes no day and night um and 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 that's certainly one way of experiencing life and learning our lessons through it or I think we're at this moment, this crossroads where we can triangulate, where you go, how can we open up the realm a little bit and go, it doesn't have to be an either or, it can be this and that, but in a different dosage or in a different combination. This is my old story, there's some parts 
that really resonate with me that I'm taking forwards but there are these other parts that I'm not so it can play out in, in cases for some people they might get out of a relationship or it might get out of a job but for for a lot of it it, it, it just might mean oh I am actually you know like you said with classes I I en really enjoy these classes doing them online and for these other things I, I prefer in person you know it doesn't have to be either or it can you know we talked about a few weeks back recreating the structure we're in even around work you know maybe three days from home and the other two days I'm tapping into the office because we need that connection where we hear people's stories so there is a way of I think an opportunity to redefine our own story um, without necessarily going into this flipping back to the way we were you know um, I think they're their choice points mm -hmm. um that we can work our way through at the moment yeah definitely like that we're definitely because like we're adjusting to new ways of being like and i'll just like you know your time but you know you slowly introduce food and all there it's kind of like you know if you do a 24-hour fast like are you are you someone who goes then on the binge after the 24-hour fast or the three-day fast and you, eat, you know everything and anything and all, all the stuff you know you know you're not meant to eat and all there like that's some good for your system or the person can slowly start eating you know this the, the pieces are bringing things slowly like and i kind of feel like you know it's like what i think i've said this in a, probably a million podcasts that we've done like you know like we open the door and we run back in like you know because we've been so hungry for it that we want that connection we want the outside life we want the movement we've already booked the holiday we've already booked you know the hairdressers did i book the hairdressers as soon as it knew it was opening like you know booked all my beauty things booked all this here or did it go that's all right i'll get it done whenever and you can tell from my hair i'm very much of the i'll get it done when i get it done sort of vibe like do you know like but it's interesting to watch yourselves like you know so i'm running towards something what am i running towards and why the rush do you know if that's what I'm feeling like do you know because can I allow myself to step out slowly like because if not even slowly but maybe more consciously or just more with attention almost do you know like and not a forced one but just with an awareness and attention observing myself and noticing do you know like what am I running out towards what's the fast because for it'll be the fastness again like and there's nothing wrong with fastness do you know, like, as we say that, we need a bit of everything, but when it's a driving and a push and like I should and I need to and, you know, like that's how you have to live life versus like, you know, really noticing what do I want to carry forward from that space? Like, mm -hmm. because if we reflect over this last period, like we've reformed ourselves in some way, like mm -hmm. we've reshaped our lives, we've had to reshape them, do you know, mm -hmm. like. So then it's like, you know, what parts of that really do I want to bring forward into this new story? Like, is this a new chapter of my book? Do you know, like, what are the themes, the stories, the qualities, the character that I want to be in it? Like, you know, what is the adventure I go on now? Like, and there's nothing wrong with the running out and the going on the holidays and all of that there. Like, but we might find that we're more frazzled than anything else. Like, because we we have to adjust to it. And also, it's like the doing is not the problem of it. It's but like, are we tasting it? You know, mm. like I just remember anyone that maybe has been on a fast feels similar. But have 
like, do you remember your first bit of por porridge, plain porridge after a fast, like made with water? No, you're not nothing attached to it, just plain porridge. It's the most delicious thing if you haven't been eaten for a while, right? And it's this sense of we become so desensitized um, in a way when we overload our system, you know, whether it's with food or with other things. So taking this opportunity now, your palate has been cleared, has been cleansed. It doesn't mean that you stay on this fast forever. It's not to say that you never fill your life with things again, but really chew well and really see what it does. You know, it's like going on a fast and then starting with, I mean, I'm a big fan of curries, but a, a really heavy curry is not the first meal to have <laughs> when you come out of a fast for for obvious for obvious reasons right but is that what we're doing with our lives are we coming out of this fasting time and overloading our system with all of that so you know it's like book a hair appointment and can you like i've had one <laughs> and it was the most delicious thing <laughs> <laughs> um it, it really I, I remember there wasn't there wasn't much else open but you could go and you know and it's just remember it was like this, this build up to it while there like the whole system was different now I'm sitting in a hairdresser I haven't done this for a year and you know I cut my hair myself but in between but I need a hairdresser anyway and then come back and the the reverberation the echo of the experience as well I think that's what we get to experience as well it's like oh my god or, you know you have this one conversation with a friend and just when you hang up the phone or when you when you part your ways again and you drive home it's just like can you let it linger can you like really really be with that experience and really taste it you know and let that give you a sense of fullness because I think so often we rush in life because we're we're not really tasting what's there in our life so we always even though we're eating and absorbing and I mean eating now in an analogy way but we're having all these experiences nothing really goes in and so we're always feeling hungry for more and we keep filling up more and so there is an invitation now to notice and it's part of you know part of being human as well this is not there's no judgment around it we all do it like I notice where I've been just loading up beforehand um, so maybe noticing that and seeing the invitation and adjusting our story to go do you know what I'm introducing things slowly and I really chew well and I really linger with the sensation and let that really nourish me and inform me and then add bit by bit to it you know um, rather than being let loose at the buffet and just you know eating until you're like bloated and can't can't walk you know essentially um yeah mm. so it's an opportunity for people to take some time and think about you know what are the stories that drive my life you know because we all have a story like there's nobody in the world who doesn't like what are the the stories that i always tell even do you know, like because they're the ones that maybe define me and even considering then like you know what are the stories that I'm attached to who would I be without those stories some of them like do you know, like just to consider that there and play with it like because um our stories are beautiful things like but they can help us grow but they can also hold us back like and we can become mm -hmm. attached to to the story of how I'm living or who I am or the things that have formed me and I, I don't maybe heal from them because I, I need that story because that is you know, what drives me. Do you know, that's what pushes me forward. And it's like, well, 
maybe I don't need that story. Maybe I can shift and change it or maybe it's time to let it go to see who, who am I without it. Do you mm. know, and that can be a scary place to be in as well because it holds, you know, it's so much of who I am. Like, do you know, like this is how I was reared or this is, you know, how I got here where I am or this is the things that made me who I am this day. You know, so it's a, it's a space to even consider, you know, if I was to write the story of my life, what are the main things that I would put in it like? Do you know, like, because we don't remember every detail of our life, like, unless we've kept diaries every, every day, like, do you know, like, but what, if I was to summarize my life, what are the main chapters that come to mind? What are the main emotional experiences, mental, physical experiences that I remember? And how have they shaped me? Do you know, like, and then even considering, like, you know, how, what ones are those maybe that need to be let go, like, and which of them actually maybe need to be honored as well? Do you know, just to really honour, yeah, I lived through that and I got out the other side of that, like. So would you say, so let's just, you know, a, a lot of people who are listening there, they're maybe familiar with this idea of, you know, our stories, what that actually means, the story. Um, would you say, like, to help someone who has never, you know, heard that expression or doesn't quite know what we mean by, like, what's your story? Um, would you say that's sort of like the definitions we have around ourselves or how would you help, like what are sort of maybe ways that you, that we could help people to, to get in contact with, you know, the what, stories. What their that stories like are, like, so yeah. the mm -hmm. stories are, if you think about, right, so if I was to start my story, once upon a time there was a little girl called Rosaline and, and write it. And see what comes out like because it'll be based on your life like but it's also like you know how did I get here you know so if I am in the job that I do my story is like everybody goes to me you were an accountant that's a part of my story like it used to be really important for me that that was part of my story I don't care it's that far gone now there's no attachment to it like you know but I know for people they like seeing it because like oh you were like normal before this like you know but you you actually left that Joan you know, that's mm -hmm. part of my story was that I, I left accountancy to go on and take a leap into joining the circus as one of my teachers will call it like do you know like but also a major part of my story was the death of my grandfather massive part of my story do you know like so there's parts of our life that really have informed who we are like you know a, a pivotal moment in a chapter you're like you're reading a story and it's like something happens that person and they're forever changed like in some way mm -hmm. mentally emotionally physically like do you know like so it's the things that when people ask who are you that you might t tend to talk about do you know because they give people a reflection of it they're the things sometimes that keep coming up on healing because they've shaped us so deeply like do you know and it's not when I say you know change the story and all there it's not like you know I'm just going to shift, shift the script like it's like I have to maybe come to peace with that part of my life like and that may take time mm -hmm. and I will progress through that and I will continue to meet that story probably through different stages of my life because it was such a deeply informative part of my existence like you know, like, so we all have these things of whether we've lost loved ones, whether terrible things happened to us when we were growing up, whether our mm -hmm. teachers paid attention to us, didn't, whether we were bullied or not, whether we felt we were heard or not, whether we felt we were loved or not loved in a way that we wished we were. 
you know, like all those kind of things inform our stories. Like, you know, like so we can even just look at our life and go, you know, what are the main things when I think of my life that really stand out to me? Like, and that's my story. Like, you know, like so then when I'm chatting about my story, even just to myself or from my therapy, you know, if you're in your with your therapist or whatever you're doing and you share your story, when you start chatting about it, when all the emotions come up, it just means that it's still hurting, like, which is fine, like, that way, because by the chatting, sometimes that's just the release of it, even by the writing of it, like, you know, like, if we're not able to talk about it, not able to give it space, like, that the writing of it sometimes just for ourselves is so powerful, because sometimes it's actually just about getting the story out of myself, Mm -hmm. do you know, like, to give it a space, because sometimes we hold them just within ourselves, and don't take the time to share them with ourselves even like especially if they're ones that are hurt really hurting like do you know like or where we feel we've been wounded or where we feel we're broken or we feel we did something wrong they're all part of our stories too it's not always what's you know someone else or some other situation happened to me sometimes it might be about the role I played in something too like do you know like so for me when we're working with story it's a enabling us to sort of shift the energy around them so the story becomes part of who I am but it's not all consuming to me then like mm. that's that's beautiful um and I remember you know one distinct shift in terms of stories when I find um similar to you when I had a regular <laughs> normal job um and then I shifted into teaching yoga I would always if somebody ask what are you doing and like I teach yoga but I used to be in marketing Mm. (laughs) that came out as one (laughs) sentence and over the years it's like looking back it was it was there there's there's several layers to it why why I said that part of it was also to stabilize (laughs) to -hmm. stabilize myself and go on yeah, I know I'm doing, and that, that was when yoga was still weird. Yeah. <laughs> a weird thing to do, you know. I was like, nobody wanted to be a yoga teacher back then. <laughs> um, but it's just like I had to nearly tell myself that I'm still in touch with the logical, traditional aspects. And I'm dabbling my feet in this other thing. And then, you know, and also... I felt also like towards my family and I was like okay what do they think you know if I'm like doing this weird thing now I'm like well but I still very much remember my upbringing my studies I've worked in like you know in the corporate world and you know whatever strategy and business and like you know I I, I still have one foot in that you haven't lost mm. me altogether to the like you got the circus to the other side you know and then I can't quite tell when it happened but at some point that was years later that yeah but I used to be marketing that part of the sense just dropped so if somebody asked what are you doing it's like I teach yoga and there was a sense of unapologetically Hmm. just saying that like there was no emotion attached that I have to quantify it justify it um head it so that the stability has shifted within me and it ultimately it for me that 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 just showed where I was standing with that shift so sometimes we're shifting Hmm but not all parts of us are ready to kind of move over. And I think we can see that in the story we tell ourselves and on others as well. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's not that we have to force, like I didn't force myself to drop that part of the sentence. 
but just all of a sudden noticed that mm. wasn't even in my thinking it wasn't in my energy body you know it didn't matter if somebody from the corporate world asked what are you doing you know I was like I teach yoga that was that I didn't feel I needed to say well I was one of yous you know in in that way and and it's not to say that that's the path for everyone but for me it that meant like that was the moment when I really felt like okay I shared a whole lot of things mm-hmm. so the story was still there that's in my bio you know I that's the path I walked but it's not the first thing that sort of it's just one of those things it's not a defining thing anymore mm-hmm. so I find sometimes when we really listen to our stories it can give us an indication of where we are emotionally mm-hmm. spiritually psychologically within ourselves with with that with that shift that happens and i think we are at such crossroads where we might feel we still want to refer back to the old us you know um pre-pandemic one foot in there and we can feel that in our stories you know but then there's also the other aspect that wants to move forward but we maybe haven't found the language around that either or the self-definition mm-hmm. you know like back then I didn't even know if I was to say like I'm a yoga teacher and you teach yoga for six months you know you go like I don't even know how that feels like it's such a new feeling Mm. you know to to not show up to a job Monday to Friday nine to six he's like is that even a job like you know I remember people some people like that's not a job (laughs) and I was like justifying in my own head yes it is you can relax you know but so so maybe for some of us we might be at crossroads in a way where a story shifts in that way where we have these you know these binary stories that come together yeah yeah and it's like it's to allow yourself store like healing and in general yes it can happen in a second and sometimes it's just subtle over time like do you know like and for the majority majority of time it's subtle over time like you know the integration the digestion of it and the same with our stories like they unravel they unweave over time and then we begin to knit new ones like but to knit new ones we have to unstitch other parts like do you know like so you're sort of trying to step into the new while also unraveling <laughs> do you know sort of the old like do you know like an understanding like the little how the brain is wired the emotional body is wired to all of those because we just go out like you know just let go of the story and it's like that may be easy in my head but so much other parts of me maybe get so much from holding that story so I have to work with those parts that are attached to it that receive something because it has supported me to the state mm-hmm. to this place of being like or to this place I stand mm-hmm. at this moment in time so there's sort of this reorientation within it like you know so it's to give us ourselves that space to reorientate and while stepping forward to put feet in funny places upside down inside out the wrong place mm-hmm. Because it's only in that way that we do rewrite our stories. Do you know, like, just like when, if you chat to someone who writes, like, the first thing they write is never actually what will possibly be in the book. Like, do you know, like, it's going to be rewritten. It's going to be adjusted. It's going to be fine-tuned. And the same with ourselves, like, but as to allow ourselves that permission to step forward, to try different ways of being, Mm. to try different ways of thinking, to try on a new story and see how it fits even you know even just for the crack like today I'm going to pretend that I am king of the world like you know in my own world do you know like today I'm going to pretend that do you know like I am the empress in my own world just to see how that feels like do you know just to play with it and maybe be surprised that oh god yeah actually that's really just not for me or 
God, that could come in handy in different places in my life. Do you know, like, so it's to give ourselves permission to play with them and to know that it's a process of pro- and we make progress throughout it. Like, do you know, because we are in a moment of shifting our stories as collectives and as individuals. Do you know, like, so it's a, we need to play and give ourselves permission to rewrite them as many times mm-hmm. as we want, like, while we really get clear on what that looks like. Because for a lot of us, like, if we're, for a lot of people, if they're enjoying a slower pace of life or being more connected to nature or having more time with their family, do you know, like, when we're then being called back out into the world, it's allowing ourselves that permission to play with what now can my life look like now while there's another sort of another ingredient being added in and how do I adjust that and that will take a little bit of time like because again now the playing field has changed so we need to reorientate all the little players all the little parts of life so it still feeds me and still nourishes me and it still allows me space for myself or for life or what my family for whatever it might be like do you know, like rather than going well that this is now I have to go run back into whatever it might be that's calling me forward now like so it's like sometimes I think it's like the little pause but also like if I run back into it I think the beauty is I'll soon feel it <laughs> I'll soon feel whether it's the frustration the resistance the anger or whatever my little telltale signs are I'll feel it and at least then I'll know oh, okay actually yeah yeah right okay breaks on again What what's been going on what's been happening do you know like so there's no right or wrong way of doing it it's just a matter of somewhere along the way hopefully stopping and pausing and readjusting again I think what's needed in this process is um is communication you know because these changes happen within even within families you know where you feel maybe maybe one part that was the main such breadwinner all of a sudden decides you know what it's kind of working really well for me if I actually make work slower or less and then the other person is like do you know what I'm actually on fire I can't wait to get out there so there might be even shifts like Mm -hmm. that so to communicate with one another and to communicate with one another I think there are two factors that are really important. One is honesty with one another, but the other is also kindness and compassion with one another. Because, you know, um, we can only share in an honest way what our soul, our heart is longing for, giving it a try, a go. I can only communicate that to my partner if I feel my partner doesn't judge Mm. me or hold me then fully accountable. Because if this is a step of playing, it's like, I don't know if I want to be out there in the world and do all of those things. I might want to come back in, but I know I want to try it. So if I can have that awareness around myself that this is both is me peeking out into the world and maybe trying a different version of myself on and then communicate that to the people in my life who are affected by that so they know as well okay this is not a solid this is not a definition this is not the new way this is like I'm trying to come to terms with this new me and this new world and I'm, you know I'm doing my best here if I can communicate that honestly it requires that the other person holds that with respect with dignity and with with you know empathy as well and I think if we can bring that into our conversations with friends then this the, we we can have very helpful conversation we can be close and we can build a sort of an intimacy with one another um that that stems from each and everyone's struggle of finding their new identity their new way of being but 
you know, it's, I'm always thinking of, there is something very special. Like I've always seen yoga students that become teacher during their very first training. There is a bond with those other people in that first training that oftentimes lasts a lifetime. There's something you're bound together. And I feel like we have this opportunity to actually, despite all this divisiveness that's, that's currently out there, when we have people around us and when we are open to people and supporting one another in this very, in a way, exciting, curious, but also difficult time of finding the new us together, that can be, can, there can be connections, they go really deep and long. And to me, that's exciting. That's the part of these day, these times that I think are, like, I'm really hopeful for, you know, um, that if we fast forward into five or 10 years, that, that we've all connected to each other on a way different level, you know. Um, and sometimes that needs to be verbally communicated, but sometimes, you know, seeing someone like just looking them in the eyes or sensing their sense I think that can also be already enough you know we can say through our body language so much about about like you know I'm okay with you doing you and I know that you're okay with me doing me here and we're not placing these expectations of one another um, that we have to revert back to our old stories so that there's a little bit of fluency in there um, in that but we can communicate I think verbal communication is really important but I just wanted to also say that that there's other ways of how we can sense that support in one another. And that goes for the people we're really close by, but that can also go for complete strangers. It's I think it's an it's a, a way of being an attitude that can emanate out of us. And on an energetic level, I can give someone else permission that is just literally walking through your field. You know, like we sense that if we're in an environment where everyone is judging us. Or we can sense it when we're in an environment where we're just unconditionally accepted and loved. Mm. And that allows us to step forward. And I think we all are on the receiving end of that, but we also contribute to that sort of climate that we create. Gorgeous. Really nice. So, my dear, what would you leave people with today if they were to reshape, rewrite or consider this point of where they're at in their lives around their stories around stepping out around shifting and reshaping their stories I mean one aspect that I that I personally love doing it's actually something that we're even as a couple going through at the moment is putting all the cards on the table so it's this massive you know uh, mind dump of um, mind, heart and soul dump of all the possibilities that you could see coming up, you know, and there is no judgment allowed around this, whether it's a viable option, you know, internal judgment or judgment towards someone else's idea. But I, I would encourage people just to really start collecting whatever way you're doing it, either it's writing down or you, maybe you audio record. Some people work really well in talking things out. Audio record yourself over a couple of days and weeks, just talking about the things that, that really resonate with you, that light you up, things that draw you in, that captivate you. And just hanging with that rather than, 
you know, and just watch yourself when you're trying to want to make that into a job. That's usually where you go. <laughs> and, and just don't go there, but just think about ways of being like, how do you want to wake up? How do you want to interact with people? Asking all those, those, those sort of questions of what type of food do you want to eat? How do you want to feel in your body? You know, and, and, and just fill that space with these questions and whatever emanates from them and just for now collect it and just let it be there. For those of you who would like to draw, draw, um, you know, and, or collect images online and then you just hang in those vibrations and trust that when you hold that space open, the path or the way forward, the new story as it, it will unfold. I think it's so much of, we're sometimes focusing too much of what the exact next story is. I think it's the holding space for all possibilities. I think that's really what I invite myself and everyone <laughs> to be in what about you gorgeous um a little bit of a different challenge for people not even a challenge <laughs> but invitation i'm trying to like there's two access points to this here right so it could be mm. if you were consi to consider where you are in your life what character or story resonates with you you know and that could be a character or story that you've seen on TV that you've been watching, a book that you're reading. It could be one, like a mythic one. It could be just, you know, something that you've read or something that just springs to mind. Like it doesn't, it could even be a real person even possibly. Like, do you know, like what character springs to mind and what's going on in that story? Because like this gives you, just play with it and see and just see what's there. Because I'm not going to say what you can do with it. But play with it and just see what, what character speaks to me. And what is it about that character that speaks to me? And I can give you some resources then and even notice how can that maybe resource me at this time? Like, and then, and then sort of drawn from that there, it's the same thing. Like, it might be that you've read something over this last year where the story, the whole story, something, and it just really speaks to you. Mm. And even go back and read that there and see what is it about that that really touched me possibly, like. Do you know, because there's something in it maybe that can help me reshape my current story as well. Like, because I think we learn so much from if there's certain books that really called to us or certain stories we go, we can reread again or we cried when we read it or it really touched us deeply, that there's something in that speaking to us. So just see what in that story is speaking to you and touching you. And that, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> so my dear thank you as always a pleasure a beautiful episode for our year anniversary <laughs> um and i wish to thank everybody for listening as always um we really appreciate hearing from you too and yeah. just hearing how you are meeting it and how you are enjoying it and taking whatever little nuggets that really resonate with you um and we may you the week ahead just be joyful be pleasurable and step gently into it and as always if you'd like to leave us a little review we deeply appreciate it it just helps with visibility and we look forward to gathering with you next week again bye we'd like to thank you for listening to the earth school podcast hosted by rosie mcnally and bb Dallin. if you'd like to find out more about the podcast you can follow us on instagram or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work you can check us out on our websites bbdelman.com and thethirstysoul.com Thank you.